Got to have a conversation that you don't want to hear about the Jaguars, but it's one I didn't want to have with myself. I'll tell you all about it on this edition of Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, good people? Thank you for joining me for another edition of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of said podcast. And you can join us for free and subscribe on YouTube on Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you tap in, hit the like button, subscribe, and then hit the bell so you get notifications each and every time we drop an episode. And wherever you listen to your podcast, if you're driving in your car or sitting at work, Make sure you go to that platform as well and tap in every day so you don't miss an episode. That is right. I'm so glad to join you guys here today for another edition of Locked on Jaguars. Uh, uh, Where's my uh, my everyday is? I know y'all still here. So the everyday is y'all going to hear something that's going to explain a lot of things from the things that I've said in the past. If you're not an everyday, I'll make sure that I don't leave you out here in a blind about exactly what I'm talking about by explaining myself a little bit i'm not going to assume that everyone's been listening to every single show this entire time so here's what we're going to do today we're going to talk about how you can be disappointed but not not discouraged and i know they're identical twins but if you get out of your feelings a little bit you'll realize the difference between both of them and i'm going to tell you exactly what that is uh who to blame there's something to blame there. If things aren't going the way you're supposed to go, then there's definitely somebody that you're supposed to blame. Is it the coaches, the players or the front office? Last but not least, a reality check. I'm just going to smack you in the face and tell you exactly what I believe it is. It doesn't mean it's the gospel. It doesn't mean that they have to subscribe to it as a team. It also doesn't mean that a miracle can't happen and I can be proven wrong. But the fact that you be dependent on a miracle tells you that I'm probably not wrong. So, We'll discuss about that. We'll discuss that as well. Uh, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get down to it, and I'm gonna explain the meaning of disappointed. I, I, I know folks know what that is, but since I'm bringing it up this way, I have to let you know that I did a little research. So disappointed, an adjective, right? Sad or displeased because someone or something has failed to fulfill one's hopes or expectations, right? And that. I'm going to read that again because that sounds exactly, exactly like something that everyone's deal with. Sad or displeased because someone or something has failed to fulfill one's hopes or expectations. Now, I'm going to do discouraged. And I know poor folks are saying, why are you giving us a, a lesson in grammar here? Everybody knows what that stuff is. No, sometimes, believe it or not, if you follow on social media, there are a lot of people that don't know the difference between a lot of words. Right. All right. So here we go discouraged having lost confidence enthusiasm disheartened so the reason why i say those things can be identical because maybe you're going through both of those things if you're a jacksonville jaguar fans well i'm trying to set you free i'm gonna try to set it up so that you're not totally disheartened with this team but that you can be disappointed that something didn't go the way you thought it was going to go so that means it's a reflection on you more than it is on the people that disappointed you. 
You got it? And when I say you, I am talking about me as well. Because part of what I do here is tell you what I think about the Jaguars and where they can go and where they can't go. So let's get down to that. I thought the Jaguars were ready to take a next step. The next step from last year, which was being in the final four in the AFC and playing extremely, extremely well on the road in a loss against KC after winning seven straight games down the stretch and then coming winning a playoff game and then coming back uh, in that playoff game from four touchdowns and having all of this momentum and having a young quarterback and having a, who, who really played well down the stretch and having a coach who's won a Super Bowl before and he won it under some like real funky situations with a backup quarterback in a city that is very demanding and very hard on you and very tough. So you're thinking they're going to put all of that stuff together and combined with the success that they had last year, and there was just automatic step that you take the next step, um, that it was just automatic. And that they were much like the Bengals where they kind of bypassed the grind. And what I mean by bypass the grind is uh, that slow extension up. Now, so Jaguar fans who have been Jaguar fans for a long time will tell you, we ain't bypassed nothing. We've been bad for a long time. We've done our long suffering, man. We, we, there's a difference between the long suffering that you struggle with as a bad organization and then the good struggle that you have once you get it right, but it just hasn't manifested itself yet and you start the ascension. So we felt like we were headed to, and I still, that's why I say you can't be discouraged. I still feel like the organization is headed in the right direction. So that's why I'm not discouraged. And folks, you can ask the question, well, if you thought that they were capable of possibly going to the Super Bowl two weeks ago, and now you don't think that, and that is true, then why can't you be discouraged? All right, I got an answer for you. Because whether I'm encouraged or discouraged, it is never about one season. If this were college, I am a Florida State fan. I am discouraged. Uh, about the process because they had a chance to do something and somebody decided that they couldn't do it. And next year's team will be exponentially different. It will be like way more different than an NFL team will be different. Like we won't even have the same quarterback. You know what I'm saying? We won't have our two best players on defense at FSU. Florida in, in uh, Jacksonville is different in the NFL. The NFL is different. It is more cumulative and it is less about year over year and more about a lump of years put together like a period when you become relevant when do you run out of that relevance it usually means when your quarterback gets old right or you change coaches or the competitive nature of the the organization stops at a certain point the jaguars are just two years in into it's it's like an in, they're in their infancy into being relevant right so it doesn't end right away i don't want to be one of those teams that flashes and then you're gone right you don't want to be that and at eight and four with a chance to still win the division sitting atop the division basically it's a one game lead but it's more like a two game lead i don't believe that the team is in trouble trevor lawrence doesn't have a long i mean long term wise trevor lawrence doesn't have a long-term injury they do have a lot of very very capable good to solid nfl players but they got some work to do and do they have the resources to do that work yeah they do they got a boatload of draft uh capital not draft capital but salary cap space uh 
They don't have very many draft picks. They do have some good young pieces to work with, but they need more. They need a lot more, and the way they're going to get it is cash. The way they're going to get it is cash. They'll be add another good pick this year in the first round. If there's a guy who's at the level of Anton Harrison, who they picked in the late first round last year, they'll be fine as long as they can maximize that. But I'm going to tell you some of the things that have disappointed me, and then we're going to point out in segment two who to blame. Is it the coach, players, front office, or some uh, group of all three? And maybe, you know, in segment three, I'll tell you that the reality check is maybe none of that is as bad as you think it is. And what we need to do is just adjust our expectations and our thought process. I'm going to do all of that in just a second here in segment two of Locked on. I have to let you know about today's sponsor and today's sponsor is Skylight. That's right, man. I'm going to let you know what that is all about. What it is, is, man, if you are like me and you have a lot of family members and you don't know what to get them for Christmas, but everybody has a weak spot for pictures, pictures that will document your history as a family, and then you have a very unique way of displaying those pictures. It's really a special holiday gift, man. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame you can send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds you can even preload photos before the box is open that's right the perfect gift for grandparents new parents your spouse a great group for all of your family and i really 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 gonna get this for my son with my new grandson all right so listen satisfaction guaranteed we're confident that you'll love skylight we offer free 120 day returns over 1 million happy customers thousands of five-star reviews available in over 30 countries as a special limited time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your first purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go skylightframe.com slash locked on to get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go skylightframe.com locked on. That's Skylight, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash locked on. All right, segment two here on Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. And segment one, we talked about the difference between being disappointed uh, but not discouraged, all right? And I understand, and the reason why I call them identical twins because if you look up the definition of being discouraged, it's it's not that far off from being disappointed, right? And they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. But sometimes when you're discouraged, discouraged means it's more about you, like what what, what you thought was going to happen or, or how you, the outlook that you have looking forward. What do you think? What do you think? Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars are absolutely where they're supposed to be, but they kind of went in a weird way to get to it, right? They look like a contending Super Bowl champion, sort of like the Bengals. And I think that we were since Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow were one year apart, and in Joe Burrow's rookie year, they got hurt. Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, you might as well say he got hurt because he got hurt by who was standing on the sideline. And then in segment two, Burrow and those cats made a jump. And I mean, year two. And then last year, Trevor made a little bit of a jump. So you think the third year would be the, another jump that they make and become one of the better teams. And it just not uh, has it just hasn't manufactured or manifested itself. So you got to start now whenever things don't go that way. You either have to pick on somebody to blame. You can blame yourself for thinking too much. And a part of me is doing that today. And I should have known better, but I got caught up just like everybody else got caught up 
in the moment and the enthusiasm and the possibility of what this organization could have accomplished in year two. I'd have to remind myself that when Doug Peterson got hired, I told myself no coach that's won a Super Bowl in one place has ever won a Super Bowl in another place. I told myself that and dang it, I realized this is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, right? Did they miss part of the grind? Now, I'm not going to say they skipped it. And the reason why I won't say that they skipped it or they escaped it or got, or went around it is because you can't escape it and you can't go around it because eventually there are certain things that if you don't learn, you're going to learn them eventually. You're going to mess around and find out, as they say. And I think that's what happened with Jacksonville. I think, that they, I think they had a lot of success because of Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, certain players on defense, being in the moment and, and hitting some hot spots in the moment, right? But I think they missed something too. And some of these lessons can't be learned on a fast track, right? You can't take cliff notes. You got to learn how to win. So what they're missing, let me tell you what they're missing. Being in the moment and winning at home. Knowing what it feels like when somebody else, when, you know, the rabbit doesn't have the gun, right? Like last year you had it, but now you're, 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 you're the hunted and you're the team that everybody wants to be. Right. So my point is, is they missed something that they were supposed to pass by and miss. They missed some of that grind that builds up some of those things that you need to have when you're in a tough situation and when you're now the hunted. It was a real quick transition for them, right? That's the only thing that I can imagine as to why they can't win games at home. They play better on the road than they do at home. What are you on the road? That's right. You're the hunted, right? You, you, I mean, you're the hunter. You're the underdog most of the time, or you're the visitor. You're standing there and between 60 and 70,000 people are booing you minus the three or 4,000 fans from the Bowl City Brigade that came to the game, but you're getting booed, right? You're trying to shut everybody else up. But when you're home and everything's good and your belly is big and you're good, that's why I always tell people don't go to a grocery store when your stomach is full because you ain't going to go in there and buy nothing that you really, really need. Oh, well, I tell people, let me reverse that. Go to the grocery store when your stomach's full. Don't go when you're hungry because you're going to go in there and get what feeds you now and what feels good to eat now. You're going to go to the deli and get a sub or grab some cookies or grab something that you can devour in the car. You're not going to be smart and you're not going to actually get the things that you need to have in your home that's going to make you be able to cook you a square meal every day. Go with a full stomach and take your time. Don't go to the grocery store when you got to rush. Because you'll pass some of that grind. I think the Jaguars passed the meat and potatoes and the rice. And they did it because success came so quickly to them that there were some lessons that they never learned that they're learning right now. How to prepare every week. How to transfer what you work on in practice. And make sure the guys go out and do it. I heard Doug Peterson's voice the other night. It was right after the game and he was talking to Bucky Brooks. This is right after he addressed the, the, the media and then he went and addressed the local media, the Jaguars radio network, right? He sounded dumbfounded. This guy sounded as if he went somewhere with a gang of people that he thought he knew really well and somebody absolutely showed their butt. 
And his only explanation was, I basically, I ain't never seen it before. I man, I like we did things I ain't never. I I thought we were beyond that. And this is what he said that got me. He said, "These are things that you do when you first start the season or in training camp," and we did them today. That alarmed me a little bit. Um, I think he also got surprised by his own team and it led him to 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 say uh something that i know is drawn to eye for a lot of people say we weren't communicating on defense it was noisy out there doug it was a home game man uh, usually usually uh when you watch a game you can close your eyes and listen when the crowd is cheering really really loud that's when the away team is on offense i, I promise you that's been happening in football since i was a kid you can always tell where they're playing because and you can always tell who has the ball. The crowd is the loudest when the team that they're rooting for, the home team scores a touchdown or when the away team has the ball and their own home team is on defense. So this ain't nothing new under the sun. These guys have played in noisy stadiums before. A lot of them come from places that get 100,000. Christian Kirk played in a stadium where they had 110,000 people at his college games. They know what it is. The noise can't be an excuse. So when you point to something that obviously isn't the problem, you have a problem. The problem is we ain't as good as you thought you were. Or we're not as good as our record indicates. And that means the people that criticized the Jaguars were right. Because now the fans feel it. But I want to kind of set you straight a little bit, and I don't want you to be discouraged because they are an 8-4 and four team, and that does not happen by accident. They have won eight games on the road. That does not happen by accident. And more importantly, they are no longer the team that you used to feel this way about. They were 4-8 and eight when you felt this way before. Now they're 8-4 and four and they're in first place, and likely they're going to still win the AFC South. We're going to hit more of that reality check. What does that reality check mean? get into who is the blame if there is a little bit of blame even when we're sitting here talking about curving our expectations a little bit it doesn't make you responsible for it it just makes you realize i just got to look at things a little bit differently until they get it right i'm going to tell you about all of that but first locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We're going to try to set everything straight with a reality check in just a second here in segment three on Locked On. I got to let you know about today's sponsor, which is Prize Picks, man. It is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america and they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of players including pros and sharks you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in now i'm not just telling you about something that i heard about i'm telling you something i know about because i go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm going to repeat that again. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the flat out truth. 
And it is prize picks. Make sure you use that promo code locked on. And I also want to let you know about FanDuel, our sponsor, FanDuel, man. FanDuel is the absolute truth. As the, as the weather gets colder, it's a little cold outside today here in Florida. The NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. That's right. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if you win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use with spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, third, final segment here on Locked on Jaguars. Whose fault is it that uh, the expectations of the franchise have not been met? Let me tell you what those expectations are. At some point, you got to beat somebody that nobody thinks you can. They've lost a bunch of games, ironically, to teams that run the 4-3, and sometimes on offense, those teams also run the Kyle Shanahan offense. I got to figure out if it's the Shanahan offense or is it the 4-3 on defense, or as Doug call it, calls it, the old 4-3 right where they just pretty much pay play basic four three with split safety sometimes a single high safety it seems like the jaguars are having problems like they scored 31 points the other night that's more than enough to win a football game that's more than enough that they've been lose they, they haven't scored that many points and lost games before but they found a way to do it the other night and they found a way uh to make jake browning who i'd never heard of prior to two weeks ago uh look like joe burrow so to me, they have a problem with walking and chewing bubblegum at the same time. Like you can't get you fix one thing and then all of a sudden something else breaks. Can we just have a clean game where everything works across the board? A lot of times you have those problems when you have injuries and injuries aren't of anyone's fault. I've known people to blame the strength and conditioning people, but and the player performance folks. But the injuries the Jaguar, Jaguars have don't mean that they're not in shape. So that's not something that you point to. I think it's something mental. I think it's I think it's mental or psychological. Um, we just can't have situations where we can't have situations, in my opinion, where we have too many excuses. Three games into the season, they were talking about how they needed to get away from Jacksonville. I mean, the season just started. Where are you going? Now we hear stuff about fan noise. To me, when you start getting people giving you reasons and excuses for something not working that really don't make no sense, you know what that tells me? That they have no idea what the problem is. And when you don't have any idea what the problem is, to me, it's staring you right in your face. And that is they are not good enough in certain areas that they need to be good enough in. Regardless of their want to, their enthusiasm, regardless of how uh, nice they are or what their approach is, when they basically, when somebody basically tells you, I have no idea, believe them. And that's, to me, that's what you're hearing. That's what you're hearing. All of these, every single time they lose, we got to come together. We got to have a kumbaya moment. No, you don't. You got to be who you are. And right now you're a team that loses to teams that you can't, that, that are, that are, that are that are better than everybody else you beat upstarts we beat uh bad teams or we beat teams that sometimes uh can't get we beat teams that are identical to us teams that have it all together though even without their starting quarterback they got a chance to beat jacksonville 
because football comes down to basic stuff, blocking and tackling. So I can blame the players for lack of ex- execution. But the thing about it is, is, like, if you look at football the way you look at boxing, do you blame a boxer for just getting his, you know what, handed to him? No. You give credit to the other guy, right? He's better. When football players go out and wet the bed or do whatever in the bed, uh, you know what I mean. You know know what that means, right? And then they do it over and over and over. And when the common denominator is that the other team knows how to win and they don't, that tells you that they're missing something. They either missed it or the players that they have as a whole are not capable. They don't have the capacity to do anything about knowing what to do. And then it's like a real good backup quarterback, right? Who goes on to be a real good coach and a real good commentator. He didn't have the capacity to do exactly what he knew he was supposed to do. And that's not their fault. That's the fault of the people that put him in place to do things that they aren't capable of doing. And we need to have a reality check that there are certain people, when I look at the roster, that aren't as good as you need them to be even when they're healthy. Photo Fazakazi, not good enough to be making that kind of money and being the kind of contributor he is. Devon Hamilton, he's hurt, banged up, whatever. He ain't right right this minute. Uh, Roy Robinson Harris, I gave him credit for being good. Maybe all he is is just a rotational player and he should not be a starter. Roy Robinson Harris should probably be where Adam Gosses is right now. And they might be sort of like the same guy, right? We just don't know. As much credit as we give Devin Lloyd for looking better. Yeah, looking better doesn't mean being as good as you need to be for this team to win a championship. Is Tyson Campbell, you know, coming back off of an injury, whatever, then don't play him. They didn't have their number one quarterback. Why did you play Tyson Campbell? And guess what? They lined Jamar Chase right up in front of him, and you saw what happened. Um, Trey Herndon went out of the game, and all of a sudden, nobody could cover the slot. I'm sorry. Maybe you need to get uh, people who can't. Maybe Trey Herndon needs to be your backup slot. At some point, they have to have an upgrade. And don't get me going about that offensive line. For a championship team, For a championship team, you might have one guy that's a capable starter, and that might be your rookie, and Anton Harrison. This is exactly why I did not want them to get a Juwan Taylor, who's struggling, by the way, but he ain't going to prevent them from winning no championship because they got a whole bunch of guys next to him, just like he helped the Jaguars win playoff games. Now, I know we're going to talk about the number, but that number didn't have to exist if they would have paid him earlier. And if you don't think that Trent Baalke may be making some errors by not – giving guys contracts a year early. Why is Josh Allen playing lights out? You you can say he's playing lights out because he's in a contract year, but if you say that, then there's the, that that's a that's a strike against his character, right? Yeah, that's my point. Don't I don't want you to do it during the contract. I want you to do it all the time. But if you also say they need to resign him and pay him whatever because he's done it, well they should have resigned him last year. They should have just resigned him early. One, this is how you get discounts. I'm not saying that they didn't try, but you got to try harder. Because now you are, you're really going to pay him, right? You're really going to pay him. As good as Christian Kirk and Zay Jones have been, and they've been very good, they are not one and two, which is mean that's why they went out and got Calvin Ridley. And it turns out he ain't number one either. He's a number two. Everything has to improve. I'm really, really disappointed that Trent Baalke has not gotten more out of the draft from last season. Really, really disappointed. They got to be able to do what a team like Detroit did. Detroit got rid of TJ Hawkinson, who's one of the best tight ends in the league. They said, we ain't paying him that. We just going to draft Sam LaPorta, just as good. See how it works? 
So now you got cheap labor. The thing is, is I just don't think this team is very good, and I think they made a big mistake in the offseason by saying, we got our guys, we're going to stand pat. I think you should have got – you should have added two or three more dudes and said, you know what, iron chopping's iron, and that's how we're going to win. And to me, I think Doug Peterson sees it. I think the players get slapped with reality. And I think the reason why fans were temporarily discouraged instead of just being disappointed is because they saw it too. And then they actually advocated and argued against people for so long. Anybody that cre uh, created a situation where they were saying that the Jaguars weren't ready. They're not. They got an offseason to backtrack a little bit, look in the mirror, and do what they should have done last year and add more talent to this team. But now they got to do it, and they got to make hard, hard choices on whether or not they re-sign some of their guys that they already have. They're going to be some good football players that get out of here, but they need to just make sure that they go out and get better football players. If the 49ers can sign Javon Hargrave in uh, free agency and then trade for Chase Young, why can't the Jaguars add more talent? It's a question I'm going to leave you. And come tomorrow, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a path to them getting better in the offseason, and I'm going to give you a path for the Jacksonville Jaguars to actually get to where we thought they already were. That's right. I'm going to do that on tomorrow's show, so make sure you hang out. Uh, actually, I'm going to do that on Friday's show. Tomorrow's show is the crossover. That's right. Tomorrow's show will be a crossover with Kevin Ostracker. No, with um, Lloyd from the Locked On Browns, and then we'll get – to that on Friday. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Until tomorrow, you guys take care of each other and we'll see you for another edition of Locked On Jaguars.